welcome everybody to this week's Dev Central Connects. My name is Boo, one of your community evangelists with the F5 Dev Central team, and I am your host today. Uh, today we've got a pretty fun show. We've got uh, one of our Dev Central MVPs, Sebastian Maniac, who's going to talk about uh, some automation that he's been doing with GitHub Actions and managing your TLS certs. Uh, on your big IPs. So he's going to demo that, realizing that this has actually turned into an audio podcast as well. So we'll still make it friendly for all the folks who are going to be uh, listening to this or listening to this right now, actually. Um, and so uh, just on that note, we are broadcasting live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're on one of those platforms and you haven't followed us already, give us a follow, give this a like, leave a comment as well. We're watching for the comments and we've already got a couple folks who are commenting here. Uh, one of whom I will uh, highlight here. We've got Josh with a hello world and we've got Jose as well. Uh, really looking forward to showing you guys some stuff today with uh, Sebastian. Um, so a couple of things that I did want to mention ahead of that. Now, my mic is blocking it right now, but if I move this over a little bit, I'm wearing my Nginx shirt because it is the middle of February right now, and we're just a couple of weeks away from March, and that's a big time for uh, Nginx because they actually run something, a free educational month uh, of, uh, of learning, which is Microservices March. And so there's a lot of webinars around that. You want to head over to nginx.com slash mm, I believe is a short link that will take you over to all of the content that will be happening over there. There is weekly webinars. There's free labs for you to sign up uh, for as well. They just want to get uh, information out there for everybody. And it is a lot of um, stuff that isn't necessarily even all about Nginx. It's all about like Nginx has such a, a huge ecosystem around it. And so there's all these additional pieces um, that have to do with Nginx that they're going to incorporate into it. So uh, I've had a preview of, uh, of the stuff that they're uh, going to be doing. So that should be really fun uh, for the month. And I will mention that if you haven't already, another reason why you should be subscribed is that Jason Rum uh, is doing a lot of live hands-on sessions. Uh, they actually have one coming up tomorrow. So make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube, ch YouTube channel with your notifications turned on. Uh, they're going to be uh, starting to build an application uh, for the next few weeks, actually. Uh, and through March, uh, Jason is also going to be doing Microservices March uh, live as well. So on Thursday mornings, the Microservices March folks are going to be doing um, a little bit of webinar to talk through the exercises for that week, the learning for that week. And then the labs will be open at that point. And then Jason's just going to dive in and he's going to do the labs with everybody. So you can watch him actually doing the labs and, and learning alongside you, which I think is really cool. A uh, couple comments coming in that I'm going to highlight here. Jose, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Sai, hey, you guys are doing awesome work. Really excited to hear from Sebastian. Thank you, Sai. And we've got uh, Hero Castro as well with a hello. So thanks, everybody, for leaving comments. We'd love to hear where you are watching from as well. So feel free to drop that in and uh, let us know where you're watching from. Um, and before, uh, actually, as as I'll, I'll bring on Sebastian here. One more thing that I wanted to uh, chat about here. So I'll bring him on. Sebastian, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome to have you on. The thing that I wanted to mention, actually, Sebastian is a Dev Central MVP, and I see a couple of MVPs in the chat as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I would say MVP is is held in very high regard in the industry. It's something that you can put on your 
your LinkedIn title and it's a cool award to, to, uh, to have dawned on you. Um, and you get a lot of benefits. It's a great community of people too. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, the people that I've met, I haven't gotten to meet everybody in person because I only joined the Dev Central team, uh, you know, mid 2021 there. But it is, uh, yeah, it's a really cool community of folks that are always helping each other out. Very lively chats and, and debates that happen uh, as well. So really glad to have you on for MVP for yet another year uh, for all your contributions. So I want to thank you for that. Uh, and all the folks that are commenting who are also Dev Central MVPs. How many years have you been a Dev Central MVP, Sebastian? Uh, it's been my third year. Nice. Right, officially third three years. Yeah, I've been working with F5 for I don't know, maybe 15, 16 years. Version four. Nice. Uh, back in the day, I think three DNS and Firepass. Uh, wow. I remember upgrading uh, four dot so one or four dot something to version nine. Wow. Um, yeah, when it was a co-op at BlackBerry a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty awesome. So you've seen the evolution, and you've probably so having worked at BlackBerry and before, you guys had a pretty big deployment. So you would have had to already kind of crafted your own automation, I guess. Yeah, we did. We did use a lot, like anything from. I think we started off with some Tickle, some Python Chef. Uh, I, I've pretty much used, I think, every single automation platform. Um, to deploy something on an F5, yeah, even, you know, the first big IP4s, like I had to have a Pixie boot, Pixie boot, all of them to actually image the actual box. Um, I still remember that, uh, <laughs> I had to get an old laptop bag, get some CD-ROMs, and, yeah. uh, Pixie boot this, this device. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I pretty much used, I've used, I would say every single type of tool, um, to automate an F5, at least in some form. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Mike Devlin here, he's got a comment. Uh, I guess he was on 4.5.3. Mm -hmm. Yes, he would have been. I worked with Mike Devlin for many years. So uh, that's probably the code that we worked on. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, we've got a couple more hellos here. So I just want to highlight them. Uh, Investing Guru, good to have you on joining us. Uh, Chaka uh, Lingham, go with that. Hello, and we've got Marigani. Thank you for uh, mm -hmm. thank you for joining. And Josh's uh, comment here: nine point four point eight was the first one for him. I was a nine version nine person when I first uh, got introduced as mm -hmm. well uh, to F five by uh, Patrick Oswalt, actually, longtime F fiver. Um, Okay, cool. And so uh, I see a comment there. We'll we'll address that comment a little bit later on here. But uh, today, Sebastian, uh, we'll we'll get into the topic now. But you wanted to share, um, like a lot of Dev Central MVPs do, you came up with a solution, and you have a solution around managing TLS certs um, and using GitHub Actions uh, as part of that. So maybe you can take us through uh, what you got for us. Yeah, definitely. What I want, really wanted to show is kind of um, a new way or, or an easier way of managing F5 uh, VIPs or, or F5 configurations itself. Um, and uh, I wonder if I can share my screen here. Yeah, you got two. Um, Which one do you want? Just to kind of get, uh, just the, uh, just go right into the slides and that'd be great. This one? So, yeah, perfect. So really, as I've been kind of automating and managing F5s throughout many years, the key 
um, that I always want to make sure is that we have kind of, we eliminate complexity, we kind of provide scalability and always have this really, um, this lack of version control as we're deploying F5. I've seen F5 deployed using Excel spreadsheets, um, right? The notepads, note plus plus, tons of different variations. But when we kind of talk about deploying an F5 or in deploying a VIP, really the process is pretty simple. It's, it's always the same. It's the developer asks for a new app, there's a ticket being submitted. Then the network admin has to kind of get an IP address. The security team has to go generate the cert based on what was in the ticket. Somebody has to go create the VIP. Somebody has to create the DNS, uh, get the IPs, get the certs, import the certs, um, make sure the pools are up, make sure the firewalls are up itself. And that's typically the day in the life of an application developer. That's what we're doing is we're building these VIPs. But as we start adding automation tools in it, really the th three things we want to do is simplify the entire process. We want to simplify it. And I'm going to show an example how to use Terraform with AS3. Right, uh, Terraform is an infrastructure as code tool that allows us to provision um, infrastructure itself. In this instance, provision of five big IPs. To get certs and automate the cert process, I'm going to be using Hashboard Vault. Vault has a PKI engine that can generate certs for us. So we can do that automatically. And the final thing is having this kind of self-service, a self-service really portal that not only a developer or an engineer or a platform engineer, they can use this tool um, to be able to provision things automatically based on a set of rules or policies that have been kind of defined by the networking team or the team that manages the load balancers itself. And really what I'm going to kind of go through is that when a developer creates a ticket, instead of logging into an F5, instead of asking for more requests, they just open up a new branch inside their GitHub repo, update a specific module, push that code out, and GitHub Actions, Terraform is going to make sure it's going to validate all the processes, policies, and then it's going to deploy that configuration based on this code. So we're really kind of enforcing that whole deployment to be infrastructure's code itself. Um, so when I kind of jump into my screen share here, if you don't mind. Okay. I'm not sure if anybody has any questions or. Yeah, feel free everyone to drop mm -hmm. questions into the chat mm -hmm. uh, as we go along. So from my example, kind of from the demo that I'm going to show you here today, um, really it's, it's pretty simple what we have. Uh, let me just log back into my F5 in here. And of course my F5, my box just died. <laughs> Only makes sense. Well, let me just plug that in. Perfect. That that device dies. Um, so as that boots up, what I'm going to show you is how how this kind of works itself. Sure. Um, really, we have our GitHub repo. So in here, I have a GitHub repo called F5 Terraform Non-Prod Apps. So all my applications are actually hosted inside here. If I look at my other repos in here, for example, I have another repo called F5 Terraform Non-Prod. And this actually builds my entire infrastructure. So I have two components. One builds the entire infrastructure of this F5 with infrastructure's code. And two, builds my application. So I keep them separate in a sense. 
Um, for this, it's pretty simple. I'm using a simple module called infrastructure. And under infrastructure, I actually, I'm using um, the declarative onboarding to deploy the configuration. So I have a declarative onboarding template. Then I have a set of variables on what I'm gonna apply. Then inside of my code, I'm actually gonna specify this template's gonna have my host name, my DNS, my MTP server, my guest password, all, all this information from a networking perspective, what I want. And so once I deploy this, right, this will manage the actual physical device or virtual device. In. So when we want to manage actual instances of the app, right, we have our virtual server configuration in here. And if I just pull this up, see one second, what is going to happen here is, just plug that in. It's always great when live demo and the entire box goes down, but this only takes a couple seconds to spin it up. Yeah. At the same time here, I'm just going to, um, I've got to look real, I've got to squint a bit, but I'm looking for the GitHub repo that you've got. GitHub.com slash Maniac dash Academy. That's right. Yeah. So this is actually the live depot or live uh, repo um, of uh, my big IP environment inside my lab. So I actually run an F5 in my lab um, where I run all the other kind of services inside Bimfit 2. So as the F5 is spinning up, so inside of this code, what you actually see is um, a simple file called virtualservers.tf. And that file itself is going to allow me to create any type of module or configurations um, that I really want. Let me just jump back in here. And really the, the neat part about this is not only am I having everything kept inside of kind of this infrastructure's code, um, but it, it kind of makes it simple. So if I look mm -hmm. at my existing configurations on my F5, I have a module that I'm just calling web front main, and I have a set of information, the tenant, what's the tenant, maybe the fully qualified domain name, what kind of AS3 template, the VIP address, pool members, the type of monitor. And once my big IP loads up here, we'll be able to kind of log in and, and see that in there itself. Yeah. That's and, awesome as far as like disaster yeah. recovery scenarios too. Oh, 100%, because I could always just reapply this to whatever big IP I want, right? That's the kind of the, the neat thing about this. What we want to do from an operations perspective is actually, yeah, what we're going to do first, I'm just going to open up uh, another tab, which is um, I'm just running visual code inside of uh, GitHub here. And I'm going to just create a new branch. So I'm going to apply some new changes in. So I'm going to create a new branch and, and let's just call this building out um, an external VIP. <clears throat> this branch. So what's going to happen is we're going to create a new branch here on the bottom right-hand corner. So now I'm connecting to this branch itself. And when I go to GitHub inside my repo, I can see I have lots of new branches. So I have my branch 
deployed in here. And if we take a look at our big IP, it loaded nice and quick to save the demo. If we take a look at our big IP, we kind of don't have anything in the common. We have everything kind of set up in specific partitions. And what we want to do, um, if we take a look at, we have literally our main backup and our main front web setup, right? Pretty straightforward. If we go back into our code and the things we want to do is we want to build a new app and maybe we want to use the same template, right? So I'm going to create a new file called uh, external load balancer dot terraform. And just for this example, I'm going to kind of copy and paste this module because really I'm just using a module in here. I'm going to call this external load balancer as my module name. I'm going to reference, I actually have a Terraform registry available uh, that anybody can download. I'm just going to call this external and we'll give it a fully qualified domain name of external.maniac.academy. I'm going to specify one of my templates. So I have a set of templates already built in here. Um, if we take a look, look at the HTTPS template, this is all based on AS3. It builds pools, it builds profiles, persistent sessions, um, TCP profiles, kind of all the custom things that we want to do and the SSL profiles along with it itself. Let me go back into here. So I'm going to save this. I'm going to give this a new VIP address, maybe 220, whatever. And I'm going to add a new pool member. So let me 16100.3. Perfect. I can specify different health monitors, different backend pools, whatever I want. The most important part in here is that I'm specifying what my vault backend is and what's the actual KPI name. So if I log into vault, which is a secrets management tool, I have an actual PKI engine that generates the certs for me. So I have one, I created a role, just maniac.academy. And I already have a bunch of certificates already generated here from the past. And these certificates have the name, have an expiry date um, automatically deployed onto them. So I'm not doing anything from a vault perspective because I already have all my policies and profiles set up. So I'm going to save my configuration in here. And I'm just going to, all right, let's update the external bit. We're going to commit these changes. So the next thing that happens within GitHub, because we have GitHub Actions here set up, is when we commit these state, these changes, what we're going to do is, oops, uh, sync changes. Okay, perfect. So once we commit these changes, inside of the main repo, we see that we have a new pull request. And this pull request came from me saying, hey, I want to update this code inside of the repo and push it to the main branch. Because once I push it to the main branch, I want GitHub to automatically action on this and update the actual F5. So the first thing I want to do, because I have certain security parameters set up, I have reviewers. I want to add in a reviewer. So by default, I have a reviewer that's a different account called SebiCorp Student. And if I have in an organization, I probably have a team of reviewers in here. So I'm going to give it a little comment, adding a new VIP. Maybe it's based on this service now ticket, whatever I need to do. I'm going to create this pull request. And what we're going to see here is a couple of things need to happen. Uh, one, someone has to review this code. So we have a reviewer that's pending. So I'm going to log into in the background here. At the same time, I actually got an email. 
I actually got an email from um, for that user saying, hey, we have a new job for you, a new pull request, and I want you to approve it. So in the background, I'm going to kind of click on my code. I'm going to add my reviewers, and I can see the difference in the configuration, and I can approve it. So I can leave a comment, approved this deployment. And I'm going to kind of click on submit. So once I clicked on submit, we saw automatically the change that happened here. It saw, hey, Sebastian's student, they left a comment, right? So we'll go back in here. They left a comment. Yeah, I approve this deployment. So a third party, another person on my team, make sure that the configuration is proper. And then what happens is Terraform and GitHub Actions does a check of compliance on this environment. So if we click on the details in here, we can see that it set up a project, it spun up Terraform, it did the Terraform init, it even checked the format. So we have actually specific format checks we can add inside the GitHub Actions. So ensure that the deployment and the process is always the same. Once this action occurs, it's going to kind of run a Terraform plan to make sure that everything can be successful. So let's go back in here. And this takes a couple minutes or two. Once this Terraform plan succeeds, we can kind of merge this into the main repo. And when we merge this into the main repo, we'll actually automatically see GitHub Actions perform the same tasks on the main repo, verify, validate everything. And then it's going to kick off GitHub Actions with Terraform Cloud, where we can see the entire state and process run. And we're going to build the SSL profiles. We're going to import the SSL certs, uh, build the VIPs, and build, build kind of all the configuration in here that is needed itself. I see a question about like Venify. So if you have yeah. Venify or if you have like, um, what's it called? Uh, other tools, they can incorporate into Vault to be able to grab those certs. So if you have like a root CA somewhere else, um, you can integrate this with or Terraform code with Venify or um, Let's Encrypt. So those certs get um, pushed there automatically and it kind of helps you in, in that case, right? So in this instance, I'm using Vault, but Vault can be uh, configured to grab certs from Venify or work together with Venify to be able to uh, pass those certs itself. So this does take a couple minutes, maybe like a minute or two, to run the plan. And uh, once the plan is kind of complete, what happens is that when we run our configuration in the state, so we can see that the plan is queued. So um, for example, if we take a look at our settings in here, I'm just going to take a look at my agent. Oh, my agent aired out here. So what will happen is inside of this configuration, we go to runs, and I'm just going to click on the existing one just from a time perspective. What's going to happen is this Terraform code is going to get executed in here. So we're going to do the plan. If we're running inside of some cloud environment, I'm running locally, it's actually going to give me a cost estimate if it's AWS or Azure. And then once it's finished, it's actually going to deploy the configuration on my big IP itself. So it kind of provides this entire flow and deployment of this configuration itself. And then it will update my main repo to be able to manage um, that configuration. So um, I'm nice. just curious, anybody else have any kind of questions in here? And 
yeah, feel free to drop questions in the chat, folks. Um, this is, it's pretty neat. One thing I'm noticing here too, is that you're using like totally hosted solutions. Like there's not a whole lot that's actually installed on your machine. You can do this from, I mean, GitHub Actions is hosted. I, exactly. Yes, yeah. code hosted. Yeah. Terraform's hosted. I try to ensure that um, any, any things I can do, I can use a browser to be honest to get. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that is kind of the end goal. Uh, for me, and, and I'm using GitHub Actions. Um, I've, I'm running in this instance uh, code spaces. But what you could also do is if, for example, you have your GitHub repo here, if you change the .com to .dev, it will actually open up a, a web editor for you um, of that ex- specific repo. So, um, And all I did was change the .com to .dev, and it opened up literally visual code inside of a browser for me, um, as you can see right now. Yeah, it's slick. Uh, one more question here. Venif- mm-hmm. uh, Vault is still under evaluation. So we store certs and keys in Venify. Is it possible to pull certs and keys directly from Venify into Terraform? Correct, it is, yeah. You can pull certs from Venify if you want to. Um, you can pull certs from anywhere. In, in this instance, I'm just pulling them from uh, Vault. But really what I'm doing in here is I have a Terraform module that just connects to Vault. Uh, you can use a Terraform module to connect uh, to Venify or another tool uh, to be able to do that same uh, deployment itself. Nice. I am. Uh, I'm just looking here. There looks to be. I'll post a link for what I think I've found as the Venify provider. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And really, this kind of just allows me to kind of have everything in in one location, especially the dev stuff. I love using the mm-hmm. uh, the dev stuff itself. Yeah, it's pretty slick. It looks like everything's there. So, you can install it extensions and stuff. I see a couple extra bits. Oh there. yeah, yeah, extensions. If you use um, if you have GitHub and you have like your synced account, it'll automatically kind of install some of the extensions that you're already using, which is super nice. So if you have uh, a you know, if you have it turned on for syncing, and if you either use it through here or through here, um, inside of Cloud Spaces, I have specific different ones where it installs kind of Docker and installs the other extensions for me. Nice. Nice. Pretty cool. So it's kind of a quick demo um, to be able to kind of show what's happening in here and merge these configurations um, we kind of have now. At the end of it, we just have a main Terraform repo that kind of hosts all our apps. So it's, it's really that source of truth um, for us in, in this kind of deployment. Yeah, this is super slick. Um, what I'll do for folks as well is we have a show thread going on community.f5.com. Uh, we have a group inside of community.f5.com where there is... Um, all the show threads for every show, there will be a thread that will be able to put all the links for this. So I'll put a link for provider, uh, for the repos and whatnot. Uh, so folks can get to that. Uh, but this has been super cool. And, and just to kind of complete the actions kind of that were deployed in here from the plan checkout. And then just cause it does take some time to connect to everything right now, it's, uh, doing the exact Terraform format and plan for my environment. And if we kind of log into our Terraform cloud environment, we can kind of see that things are spinning automatically. 
If I go to overview runs, we can see that that run to not only validate my code, but that run to apply what's inside my main repo is running in here. And once this is kind of complete and done, we'll see the uh, deployment uh, on the actual F5 uh, device. Nice. I got another question here. I think this one will come down mm -hmm. to um, just uh, changing your code as the certificates expire and, and get renewed. Would that be the case, Sebastian? So, yeah, so you can do two things. So um, if your certs are expiring, what you can do is you can run um, what we have as a vault agent uh, from, or at least from HashiCorp vault perspective. And that vault agent can run automatically in a Docker that renews the certs every year, every day, every month, automatically, however you want it. So I, I've done a project in the past and I have a, a repository in here uh, and I'll share with the team, it's called Vault Cert Rotation, where uh, this is kind of the guide and, and you can, if you want to paste that in or we can paste it in the chat, this portion of code will actually automatically use an AS3 template and automatically provision or renew a cert automatically on an F5. And where it does it on the F5, it actually, I don't have it in this environment, but it actually saves it inside of a shared common partition where you can share the certs across the environments or a specific one that you kind of want to pick. Perfect. I have uh, thrown that repo into the chat as well for people to grab. I guess from here, for folks who might have questions, where uh, where should they get a hold of you, Sebastian? Yeah, so if you have any questions, uh, I'm usually live on LinkedIn a lot uh, on my LinkedIn page. So feel free to, you know, check me out on uh, LinkedIn on SebastianManiac.com um, or Twitter. I'm not as active there, but everything literally I paste off LinkedIn goes to Twitter. So and of course, the F5 uh, Dev Central Forum, I'm there a lot uh, helping people answer questions if anybody has anything. Yeah, fantastic. On the show thread there, you are tagged on that. So if anybody were to ask questions, um, if you're not a member already, head over to community.f5.com, sign up on there, head over to the groups. There's a show thread under Dev Central Connects, uh, and you can add to that thread if you have any questions. All the links for the repos will be on there as well. So for, uh, I know another question's come in. We've, we've kind of hit the time here. So from here, it's been a great demo. I know we were kind of waiting for a couple of things to to pop through there, but uh, what we'll do is we'll uh, let folks explore the repo and then you can test it on your own big IPs uh, and watch this all go through. That's right, yeah. And I think this might actually be cool to do uh, something, uh, a little bit of a collaboration with Jason sometime uh, and work on some of the things that he's doing and, and integrate these tools. So it's been great uh, having you on, Sebastian. Yeah, perfect. I appreciate it. And uh, feel free to grab the code and, and play around for sure. Yeah, fantastic. All right. So I'm going to pull you off of here uh, and we are just going to go through a couple things. But thanks a lot for joining me today. Just wrapping up here, a couple more things that I wanted to mention. I have mentioned it already, but uh, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, we are streaming to right now. If you have not followed us on one of those platforms, you're only just discovering us, uh, make sure you hit a uh, give us a follow on there. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review if you're listening to us via podcast right now, Apple, Google, and Spotify, we can be found on there. Um, otherwise, stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed so that you can see the things that Jason is up to uh, as far as all the live coding sessions that he's been doing. 
Uh, he's got one coming up tomorrow. If you're watching this live right now, he has one coming up tomorrow along with Aubrey. Just to mention all the stuff that Aubrey's working on right now as far as this month in security um, and getting out there and chatting with a lot of security folks. You want to tune in for that as well. Otherwise, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in today. And we will see you on the next one.